there's some powerful things that will give us instruction, practical instruction, on everyday uh, living and everyday life. And tonight, I'm going to be carrying you to the ninth chapter of the book of Ecclesiastes. One verse, Ecclesiastes 9 and 11. And again, I covet your prayers. Pray for the pastors. I attempt to minister tonight to what God has laid upon my heart for this congregation at this time. He said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, no favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. I want to read that again because the devil has told a lot of God's people down through time that you're not talented enough to be used by God. Somebody else can do this better than you. Somebody else can do that. But the words of this wise man, he said, I returned and saw under the sun. He said, there's something that I've seen. There's something that I understand. That the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance And let me intercede that word chance and say opportunity. Time and opportunity happen to them all. Let us pray. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you, God, for what you have poured out upon us in this service today and also tonight. We thank you, God, for those who's already been touched by your power this evening. I praise you for that, God, and I glorify you that. But now, Lord, speak to us from your word. Give us something, God, that will help us begin this new year. Give us something, some wisdom and understanding. Because we don't want to be people in this new year that's just holding on. We want to be people that's moving on. Hallelujah. Give us that wisdom and understanding to do that. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen and amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Look at your neighbor and tell them this. My chance has come. Look at somebody and tell them my chance has come. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There is an old adage which states the man who thinks something is impossible and the man who thinks it is possible are both right. Did you hear what I said? The man who thinks that something is impossible and the man who thinks that it is possible are both right. How can that be that they both be right? We would think, well, it's either one or the other. But the answer is found in perception or how each man perceives himself. The Bible teaches us that the way you think in your heart is the essence of who you are. Now God has called me to lead this congregation to victory this coming year. He has called me and he has spoken in my heart that he is raising up an end time army that's going to knock down the gates of hell Amen. It's going to snatch people out of the flame of hell. Hallelujah. It's going to get up people, people ready for the Lord. 
and you can make a decision today, right now, whether you're going to get a part of this and you're going to get a hold of it or you're going to just swing back like you always did. But those who swing back are not going to jump up when Jesus comes. Give him a hand, clap of praise. The way that you begin to overcome and really live for the Lord and do something for Jesus begins in the way that you perceive yourself. If you look at this and you look at that and you say it's impossible, it will be impossible. Some people can look at some things and say, that's not possible. Somebody else can come and look and see the same thing, and they can say, that's possible. Sister Leon, you have proven that. Hallelujah, this past year, you could have looked and said, it's impossible for me to stop my drinking. It's impossible for me to stop my smoking. But did you do it? Did you do it? Give God some praise. Hallelujah. You ain't going to do nothing. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Some of you have been thinking impossible too long. God says stop saying impossible and start saying with God all things are possible. I need some people to understand with this pastor. Because I've stood with many of you down through the years through thick and sin. I need three or four people, somebody to stand with me and say, in 2016, it's possible to fill every pew up. In 2016, we can begin to think about tearing down some trees and building a bigger church. It's all in how you perceive something. Hallelujah. It's how you perceive something. You see, the Bible says in Proverbs 23 and 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Hallelujah. Ever how you think about yourself, that's exactly what you're going to be. It's all in perception. Listen to me, church. Sometimes we look at other people's gifts, other people's talents, and we think we can't compete with them. So what's the use in even trying? Come on now. Hallelujah. We look at what somebody else can do, and we say, man, I can't ever do that. What's the need in trying? Hallelujah. But see, the problem is, we defeat our own selves by our thoughts. I'm going to tell you something. God right now, never, he is right now, nor has he ever went out looking for talented people. You being talented don't have nothing to do with it. It don't matter if when you sing you can't carry a tune in a bucket. But when you sing, you do it to give glory to God. In the ears of God, there ain't nothing no more beautiful than that. I'm not looking for talented people. God's not looking for talented people. I'm looking for somebody who's dependable. I'm looking for somebody that say, I will stand up. Hallelujah, I will do my part. Whatever that part is, you should be praising God about that right now. Glory to God. The devil's battlefield is always in the mind. You hear me? Some people think about the battlefield of devils out there at the honky-tonk or his battlefields at a dance hall. But let me tell you something. The devil's battlefield is always in your mind. Every victory or defeat in your life 
brother, it takes place right here, nowhere else. Every victory you've ever had or every defeat that you may feel you've went through, it's all happened right here. The battlefield of the mind. Hallelujah. Follow me now. I'm laying down something. I'm going to go somewhere with this. So the way that you perceive yourself will always set you up either for a victory or for a fall. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I was like somebody in the delivery room, amen, waiting for the birth of a child over this message. God gave me a powerful shaking about this. He told me he wanted this delivered to us on this day. Hallelujah. Because we're standing at the crossroads. This old 2015 is going. Here comes 2016. And it's going to come whether we're ready for it or not. Hallelujah. And God says the first thing that my people's got to do is change their perception. They got to th change the way that they think about everything. Hallelujah. The way that you perceive yourself will either set you up for victory or set you up for fall. The devil don't have nothing to do with it. I said, the devil, don't blame the devil for stuff that's your fault. It's the way you perceive yourself, how you think about things. Listen, church, if you think you can't, you are right. But if you think you can, you are still right. If you think that you can't, and I'm just, you can put anything in the world into this equation. If you think you can't, you're right. You can't. But if you think you can, you're right because you're going to in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I feel his presence go over there, God. Hallelujah. Listen, church, God will take that positive attitude and make up for any lack on your part to achieve causing you to walk, hallelujah, in total victory. Did you hear what I said? If I keep a positive attitude and I perceive myself as being victorious in Christ Jesus, it don't matter how many shortcomings I've got. We're going to show you something here in just a minute. Glory to God. But if I keep, amen, a positive outlook and I keep saying I can do this, amen, I can overcome this, I can win on this. Hallelujah. God will take that attitude. Hallelujah. He said, hey, there's somebody down there got some faith. There's somebody down there, amen, who you dares to believe me. God says, now, I know they got this problem. They got that kind of problem going on. God says, but I like that faith, so I'm going to make up for whatever they like. I'm going to make them a victor because they are thinking towards me and not towards them. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, it's God who brings the victory. You don't bring the victory. God brings the victory. Hallelujah. That's what the Word says. Many, oh, hallelujah. Many Christians have failed to learn that your perception is linked to your faith. Follow me now because I am giving you some good stuff that God's put in my spirit. Many Christians, they have failed to learn that your perception is linked to your faith. Not in yourself, but in your God. That's the key. Hallelujah. 
You see, God can only move in faith. Will anybody agree with that? If I've got the slightest bit of doubt about anything, God can't move. When he was here on this earth, the Bible says Jesus didn't do many mighty works in Nazareth where he was brought up. Why? Because of the unbelief. Hallelujah. God moves in faith. That's and your perception, how you perceive what what kind of Christian you are, how strong you are in God. That is linked to your faith. Please get a hold of that because many Christians have never learned that lesson. So if you perceive yourself, listen to me. I'm trying to take my time because I want you to get this. If you perceive yourself by faith to be victorious or conqueror and overcomer, that is what you will become. Somebody ought to be praising God right now. Somebody ought to be cursing right now. It all is in your perception. God says, look, I don't give victory to the fastest person. I know you ain't the strongest one who wins the battle. He says, I give time and opportunity for everybody. And God is saying to the church right now, this is your chance. This is your opportunity. What are you going to do? Are you going to keep saying, I can't? Or are you going to say through faith, I can? My, my, my. If you perceive yourself to be weak, defeated, and unable to grow past a certain point in your Christian walk, then you have doomed yourself never to grow and abound in faith. Hallelujah. You see, don't let the devil say, well, you're bragging on yourself because I've already told you it's not about you my perception my perception on who I am is linked to my faith in my God that's why I don't have no problem walking up the sickness and commanding to leave in Jesus name that's why I don't have no I don't have no fear if somebody's got 2,000 demons in them to walk right up to them, eyeball it, eyeball it, rebuke every last one of them, and command them to come out because I perceive myself victorious and overcomer and a conqueror in Jesus Christ. That's the only difference between a person who gets a prayer answer and somebody who never gets a prayer answer. I'm not talking about myself. I'm not talking about my ability. Greater is he within you. If you've been one battling depression and the enemy has had a rope and a noose around you for a long time trying to drag you down in that deep old black hole. Amen. Where you don't want to do nothing but sleep. You don't want to get out of the bed. You don't want to do nothing. Ah, because you feel like it's all caving in on you. If you want to ever break that, if you want to ever get delivered from that, Hallelujah. If you want to shake off them chains like what they were singing about a while ago, hallelujah. You look around, hallelujah, amen, and you try to find a mirror. Glory to God, and you look at yourself, and you look past, amen, that grim face of depression. You look past that sadness, amen, that doom, and you start perceiving that this is a man or this is a woman who is filled with the joy of the Lord because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And if you look at yourself and accept yourself as that through Christ, before you know it, you'll hear some chains rattling and you'll be dug down. 
lot of people ain't getting a hold of this, but God is talking to somebody right now. My, 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 my. Never allow the enemy to make you think you can't win the race because you're not the fastest runner. Don't let the devil tell you it's no way you can win the race because you're not the fastest runner. Because what was the scripture? The race is not to the swift. You see, God plays with a whole different set of rules than what man does. David said, Hallelujah with us, God. You know, you know how he perceived himself? He said, I can leap a wall and I can run through a troop. Woo! Hallelujah. So don't let the enemy think <coughs> you can't win the race. Or that you can't win the battle because you're not the strongest. Because he said, the race is not to the swift, neither the battle to the strong. The devil has been given more black eyes, Sister Kathy, over a little old 90-year-old Holy Ghost-filled woman who walks around, bent over, amen, and a walker. He's been given more black eyes. I, some of y'all have heard the story. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, 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 we play around with the devil, and we take all this junk from him. When we don't have to do it, hallelujah, I can, I can take you right now. Glory, it's hanging up in a church. Somewhere in the church now, it's hanging up in the church. Amen. In Alexandria, Louisiana, a little 80-year-old woman's dress. And if you look at that dress, you'll see a hole in it. That hole is not there because of age or because it was snagged on something. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how that hole is there. That little eighty-year-old woman, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue talking, glory to God, walking down a sidewalk in Alexandria, Louisiana, and up comes this man with a gun, going to rob her because she just got her social security check. She rebuked him in Jesus' name. He fired point blank at that blank at that lady. Hallelujah! That. Uh, that bullet went through the dress, but then it went straight down and ricocheted off the ground and went away. That's a fact. How you perceive yourself. Hey, with all that stuff going on in the world, you better not walk out of here and leave out of here perceiving yourself to be weak, can't win nothing, can't do nothing. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you walk around like that, the devil will chew you up and spit you out. I don't care how long you've been in church. You may be a preacher. You might be a Sunday school teacher. You might be a musician. But if you don't perceive yourself as what you are in Christ Jesus, I ain't talking again. I'm not talking about yourself. But perceive you are in Christ The devil will get a hold of you. He will chew you up and spit you out. Do you hear what I'm saying? It amazes me. The devil don't never play. How come we Christians always want to play? Hello, somebody. The devil don't play when it comes to souls. Hallelujah. Never allow the enemy to think you can't do this and you can't do that. Tell the devil that your chance is coming in 2016. Hallelujah. Tell them your chance is coming to excel, to lay. My God, come on now. Listen, I don't know how many are struggling with anything right now. Maybe some of you have been, amen, fighting a habit for a long time. But God gave me this word to tell somebody that if you will perceive yourself as being an overcomer and a victor, in Jesus Christ, 
then God's going to send you your chance in 2016 to lay down some habits that's drug you around for years and years. I don't care. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You can, you can say, well, that's that guy's opinion all you want to, but you better listen to this man because I'm under the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. And it ain't the, it ain't the will of God for nothing to get a hold of any child of God and drag him and pull them. I don't care what it is. But if you're God's true child, you should be breaking free of something. You should be dragging something yourself. Do you hear me? Tell the devil that your chance is coming. God has given you your chance right now to excel, to lay down that habit which has held you captive. Listen, we got too many people in this church who's repented, who's been baptized in Jesus' name, but have never spoken tongues. And let me, maybe, I don't know, forgive me if I haven't made it clear enough, but everybody needs a baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not an option. It ain't something you can take if you want and not take if you don't want. If you want to be fully born again, you got to receive the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives out it. Without that, you ain't completed your new birth. If I am, am I preaching the truth? Am I preaching the truth? In church, people of the church, stand with me. Be brave enough to walk up to somebody and tell them, you need the feeling of the Holy Ghost. You're not scared enough to say, let's repent. I've baptized people this year because some of you have walked out during the audience and talked to people about they need to be baptized. That's great. That's wonderful. But do the same thing with them about being filled with the Holy Ghost because everybody has got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we still are apostolic around here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Tell the devil that this is your chance in 2016 to be filled with the fullness of the Holy Ghost so God can take you to the place he desires you to be in this life. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you never receive all the fullness that God wants from you. Hallelujah. So right now, look at your neighbor and say right now. On this last Sunday night of 2015, because of the technological age, there's been several words added to the dictionary that uh, we at one time didn't use. And more than people now knows what you're talking about. I'm driving a brand new 2016 school bus. And man, that thing is loaded with all kind of gadgets and controls, computers of every kind. And you can be driving down the road Lights and buzzers and everything start going off. You pick up the radio and call the shop and say, this is happening. Nine times out of ten, I hear it just about every day. The shop foreman will tell the driver, says, get yourself into a safe, safe place, pull over, shut it down, and let the system reboot itself. Give it a couple of minutes, cut it back on, and see if it don't clear up. Nine times out of ten, it takes care of the problem. You go on down the road. You give it a chance to reboot. Hallelujah. <laughs> some of you some of you already know what I'm for, where I'm going to right now. <laughs> 
right now, this last Sunday night of 2015, God says it's time for every man, woman, boy, and girl to reboot their mind. Reboot your mind and recondition your spirit to think positive by perceiving yourself to be a winner, not a loser. You know, I actually had somebody tell me when I went, I went and preached somewhere at a meeting, amen, a few months back. Somebody actually told me, said, you know what, Brother Sammy? You know, you're 60 years, 60 years old or better right now, and uh, you don't have to do all that jumping up and down and carrying on, all that, all that uh, like, you, like you used to do. He says, you can, you can settle down a little bit. Well, amen, it might be harder for my body. I will admit that. But the Holy Ghost and the anointing within me, amen, is still like a prophet said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Glory to God. And I hope, hallelujah, and when it says go, I got to go. Some of you have been thinking you're too old to shout. Reboot yourself. Glory! Hallelujah! Some people have been lying to yourself, saying, well, I can't act like I you. God says, you better reboot yourself before I give you the boot. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop! It's the truth in here now! I guarantee you it's a whole lot easier to reboot than have God to boot you out. Give you the boot. <laughs> Glory to God. Reboot yourself. Condition your spirit that you will always think, I'm a winner, I'm not a loser. Reboot yourself in 2016 to where you perceive yourself, hey, I'm a lender. I'm not a borrower. <laughs> Instead of going to Brother Darrell and say, hey, Brother Darrell, how about laying 50 on me? Hallelujah. Let me go to Brother Darrell and say, Brother, you need about 100. You, let, me, let me loan you about 100. Hallelujah. Re quit. Get this. Oh, let me tell you something. It's so sick out in the world today. Everybody's got this perception. Hallelujah. About being a victim. But I can't do this because this person or the man or this or that, my language or my color or this or that, all that junk is a lie. Hallelujah. I would think it would be long past, Brother Bobby, for people to quit playing the race card because with God, that ain't got nothing to do with it. One race, good friend of mine I worked with for years, He's a black man. He was a preacher. He was a Baptist preacher, but he was a Baptist preacher. But you know what? He respected me so much. He, even, he invited me to come preach at his church one time. We was working one day, and uh, at that time I was uh, I was at uh, the state stove, and I was put in the quality. I've been there years, and so I got foot up to the quality control department and I walked around and checked out the people's work. While I was standing there, he, uh, it wasn't very bad, but he, he cut, a, uh, cut his finger. Yanked off his glove and was looking, checking it out. And <laughs> I didn't have glasses on that time, but I mean, I, I looked at him. I don't know if I had a cap on or what, but I looked at him. I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, what you talking about? I said, I can't believe that. He said, what do you mean? I said, your blood is red just like mine. He looked at me and grinned and says, you're one crazy white man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
everything in this life is how you perceive yourself to be. God says, I'm going to give you your chance and opportunity. You can either, because see, this stuff is exactly Brother Bobby. Brother Bobby studied the Old Testament. He'll tell, tell you this is true. He told, this is the same stuff he gave to the children of Israel, the children of Abraham. And the Bible said, if we're G children of Jesus Christ, we are children of Abraham too. And he told them, he says, I'll let you and I'll make you to where you'll be a lender and not a borrower. Glory. I'll make you the head and not the tail. You know what, how God blessed us right here? I know one church. I've I, I seen one pastor, one church. They went through a similar situation. And the bank in their little town told them the same thing they told us. We can't lend you the money because your congregation ain't big enough. But you know what? That pastor along with the church began to perceive themselves to be who they are in Christ Jesus. And the, you, some of you may have heard about this. That church wound up buying the bank. I said that church grew and they bought the bank. There was only one bank in town. The church owned it. They even owned the grocery store. God says, hey, my, my ways is unlimited. The only thing that's holding you back, and God says, is letting me God says, I can only take you as far as what you perceive that you're able to go. I'm going to start, I'm going to start seeing myself, Sister Leanne, in 2016. I'm going to start seeing myself driving a brand new Mercedes Benz. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to perceive myself as driving one that's a convertible with long blonde hair. Hallelujah. Blowing in the wind. I was talking about my, my, my hair long. I wasn't. It used to be thick. Maybe it'll get thick again, Brother Paul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How we perceive ourselves. I got to finish this up. We're still early. It's, it's nowhere close to 8 o'clock. Let me, let me finish this up. Let me, let me give you what God told me that what we've got to do to make all this come reality. The first thing is, church, make your mind up in this coming year that you, that you won't allow yourself to be crowded out. Don't be crowded out. Don't let everybody else crowd you out and keep you, to get, keep you from getting where the glory of God is. At first... All kind of people standing up here, and the power of God is flowing. Don't sit back here in the corner somewhere because you say there ain't enough room for me. Make yourself room. Hey, I love everybody here. I will do anything for anybody here that it's in my power to do. But when it comes from my personal relationship with God, when I need a blessing, Sister Kathy, I'm going to get my blessing. If nobody else in the house, if I need a healing and nobody else get healing, I'm going to perceive myself to be healed in Jesus' name. Too many people allow themselves to be crowded out. Let me give you a biblical example. Luke chapter 19, I'm going to read the first five verses. Hallelujah. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Now I know some of you think, this is a kid's story, but it's in the Bible, and it's true this happened. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. 
So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Listen, there's a word right there for somebody right now. Because in the past, there's some of you, amen, let other people push you out of your glory. Somebody, you let somebody else, amen, push you away from getting blessed. You say it's too crowded, too many other people. Let me tell you something. What you got to do, amen, is get desperate. That's one reason why more people don't get enough from God right now. They don't get desperate enough when they need a move. This thing about getting to the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. I've had people keep me at the church house to almost midnight praying through the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't, don't get crowded out. Listen. Zacchaeus had always wanted a chance to see Jesus. Do you follow me? Because he had heard about all the many miracles and good things that Jesus had done. But when the chance, what am I preaching about? This is your chance. Zacchaeus had always heard about Jesus. Here was a chance for him to do something that he always wanted to do. But when the chance came for Zacchaeus to realize his dream, there were obstacles he had to overcome. He was a short man, one of the shortest men in the whole city. But Zacchaeus was not going to allow his shortcomings or people steal his only chance. To oh, somebody ain't hear me now. He was one of the shortest men in the town. This was his chance. Can I tell you tonight, there's some things in our life, sis, that we're going to only have one chance at. And if we lose that chance, it could be the last one we ever have for that, whatever it may be. Zacchaeus, Brother Paul, had his chance to do something he'd always wanted to do. But when he began to go about to do that, he had some obstacles. Listen, we all are going to have to come against obstacles to get to where we want to be with Jesus. We're going to have obstacles. The, the devil himself, that's the first thing he's going to do. When the devil sees you trying to get close to Jesus, the devil's going to put some kind of obstacle in your path. Zacchaeus says, look here. I don't know if Jesus is ever going to pass this way again. I want to see who this guy is. He looking. He couldn't, he couldn't oversee. He couldn't, man, he was short. Couldn't, I mean, Lord of mercy. Hallelujah, that... That, that 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 whole that old city was about a foot and a half taller sister, than Sister Kitty. Hallelujah. And Zacchaeus was about a half foot shorter than me. Hallelujah. I'd say he had some obstacles. He said, I ain't gonna be defeated. Sister Wanda, he says, This is my chance to see Jesus. He said, Hey. I see the direction Jesus is going. He says, I know that there's a sycamore tree down there that's got one limb low enough that I can put my little short leg up on and climb it. So he ran down the road. He ran ahead of the crowd. Do you? He wasn't going to let the crowd crowd him out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He ran as fast as his short little legs could carry him. He started climbing, and he climbed way up in that sycamore tree. And guess what? He became the tallest man in town. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He went from the shortest to the tallest. But that old doubter, he always got some people's going to doubt. May have said, well, look at that idiot tax collector. See, everybody in town knew him, too, because he'd probably, 
he had probably cheated about everybody in town. Amen. Read the story about tax collectors. They were, they were thieves back then like they are now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody in town knew him. They said, what good is that going to do? Because when Jesus got there, he stopped. He looked up. And he saw Zacchaeus standing with He said, Zacchaeus, come on down. Because today I must abide at thy house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let nobody crowd you out. Sister, from getting what you need from God. When it comes between you and your salvation, now we love everybody and we do what we can for everybody, but when it comes to you and your own relationship with God, you got to get in there, Sister Kathy, and you got to you got to kick and scream if you have to to get what you need. Hallelujah, man. Let, let me let me let me just stop right now. The Bible says give give uh, credit to whom credit's due. Man, I am so proud of this young lady right here. Hallelujah. Man, if Brother Phil could have been here a while ago and heard her up here preaching, she was preaching. I don't know what I'm going to do. I, 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 used, I used to stand back and, 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 and threaten to hold back on Sister Darlene because she would always get to preaching. Now I've got another one to worry about. Hallelujah. But when, when he was up there a while ago, and she was up there in the Lord, and just blessing her, I mean, she was just preaching away. Man, I, I could just see the look on Brother Phil's face sitting back. I, I, I'm about to tell you what kind of expression he'd be having on his face. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Don't, don't miss out and lose your chance, folks. Don't lose your chance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the last point, and I'm going to close. The second one. Be willing to obey. If you're going to stand on what I have given you tonight, that you're going to say right now, this from this time on into this coming year, my chance has come. I'm going to shine in Jesus. Hallelujah. I you're going to say, in 2016, I'm not going to have just enough to get by. I'm going to have more than enough. Come on. I don't believe God wants his people just to have just enough to get by. I believe God wants you to have more than enough. God wants you to have enough to take care of yourself and help somebody else. God wants you to have enough money to pay your, your rent or mortgage and be able to loan some money to somebody else to help them pay theirs if they need it. God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now, a lot of apostolics have been scared to preach it because of all that prosperity junk out there. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't go along with that. I don't agree with it. But we are children of the Most High God. And if we love God and if we give to God like God tells us to give, if we become giving people, then God will give back to us and you will have just enough. You'll have more than enough. Be willing to obey. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Judas said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, Huh? Huh? Do it. 
That's another key. And falling into what I'm telling you here tonight. If you if you want 2016 to be your best year, that you will grow and excel spiritually, physically, and naturally so you can do some mighty exploits for God. Always be willing to obey God. Whatever he says unto you, do it. Don't think about it. If God speaks to you and tells you to do something and you've got to take time to think about it, even take time to pray about it, you've already disobeyed God. As Ronnie used to say, God don't chew his cabbage twice. God don't tell you to do something if he don't plan on you to doing it. If God tells you to do, do something, he don't intend for you to open up the Bible and read it and see if it's in his word. He don't intend for you to get on your knees and pray about it. All that stuff is a cop-out. People say stuff like that because they really don't want to do what God says. You need to obey God. Whatever he tells you, do it. Don't think about it. Don't pray about it. Don't read about it. Just do it. That's in the Bible. Brother Darrell getting ready with a course, fixing the clothes. Whatever he says unto you, do it. Hallelujah. If it's, if it's about giving, become a giver. Judas says, give, and it, that word it is important there, give, and it shall be given unto you. When it says give, and it, it means whatever you give, you're going to get it back. If you give forgiveness, you're going to get forgiveness. If you give mercy... You're going to get mercy. Please take the phrase like it's meant. I've heard some people try to hem all about it. So, well, this means something else. No. He said, give and it. It reverts back to what you give. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Hallelujah. few years back at men's conference brother DJ went out and he was driving he went to a car dealership he saw a car he liked I don't know I don't know all the details. I don't know if he test drove it first or whatever. But anyway, I know. I know that he he drove away from that place with that car because the dealer gave him the car. Those of you at the man's conference knows I'm telling you the truth. At the beginning of this past year. Pastor DJ was preaching, and there was a lady in his congregation whose car shot his final wad. It was no, it was no good. She had no way of getting another car. I watched the videotape of this. He stopped preaching. God spoke to him. He said, some of you are going to think I'm crazy right now. Because I ain't talked to Sister Carla. He called that lady up. She came up there. He pulled the keys out of, out of his pocket. He said, Sister, God told me to give you this car. He said, God gave it to me free and paid for. 
He said, I'll get you the towel. It's yours. The reason why some of us can't receive yet is because we haven't learned to give. Hallelujah. Hey, I've been there. I understand. I've had those thoughts. Lord, I can't do that. We've got three kids. When Jennifer was born, some of you understand the know about the circumstances. I was out of work. Been out for a while. So didn't have insurance. And then when we found out she had a twin and the twin was stillborn and Jennifer was only three pounds, three ounces, you could hold her in the palm of your hand. And they said she's going to have to be transported to Vanderbilt Children's Hospital in intensive care. She was born in November and it was at the end of January going on the 1st of February before we ever took her home. And Vanderbilt Children's Hospital is not like St. Jude's down in, Murf uh, in Memphis. Vanderbilt Children's Hospital don't mind sending you those bills. I was covered up. I was covered up. I didn't know what in the world I was going to do. The Lord opened up a way. I started working. And it was this, it was at Christmas time. I hadn't been there long at that place. And me and Sister Darlene in that, in that old run-down rugged trailer on Little Marmon Road, I said, let's pray. See what God wants us to do. And God spoke. And he says, I want you to figure up all the bills that you got, all the hospitals and the, house and the doctors and all uh, the specialists and all the stuff. He says, I want you to take 10% of that and give it. We prayed again, Lord, where you want us to give. Sister Darlene began to speak and pray in tongues. An interpretation came out, and it was a name. I cashed my check, and to give that 10% left me about five or six dollars to get through to the next pay period. But we drove from there to Nashville, knocked on the door, and told him, I says, God spoke to us and says, for us to give this to you. They broke down crying. They had a bad need. We went on back. I don't remember now. I don't remember now how 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 I had the gas to, to get through to that coming Friday. But when I got to work and I clocked in, somebody says, Preacher, that's what they called me, said, Preacher says, they want to see you up in the front office. I said, What in the world have I done now? Hallelujah. And uh I went in and said, yes, sir, and wasn't there. And the foreman was there, plant superintendent sitting there. I said, we've made a mistake before the Christmas holidays because we have decided we needed, to, or we've increased the size 
uh, of the raw tank department where we're making the tanks there and says the foreman can't handle it all. He he needs a he needs a lead man and I want we want you to be the lead man. We've made you that and uh, because of that, here's a check for a Christmas bonus that we give all of our people in leadership. And by the end of that year, I had every bill paid in full. Hallelujah. Now, God didn't send somebody around with several thousand dollars to give me to pay it off, but God allowed me to work overtime. I worked six days a week most of that year, loving every minute of it. Hallelujah. Wasn't complaining about having to work six days a week and then go and take it and not have no rest. I was still at the church house on Sunday. I was still praising him on Sunday night. And I was back thanking God. And by the end of that year, I had paid them all off. So whatever God tells you to do, just do it.